you have to go into it knowing that um, it, it might not work out and you have to sort of prepare for that so you know sort of have a, almost have a plan B you know and just be and, and what I mean by that is like sort of just know look if it doesn't work out there's other options out there so that way you can go into it and not be totally stressed out not be totally worried about it by law students for past, present, and future law students, bringing you information to help your career. This is The Law School Show with Rishi and Chris. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 19 of The Law School Show. That's one away from 20. That's kind of a big deal. Rishi and I are happy about that fact. And I, I could maybe just keep on talking here, considering I did all the talking on this episode. Um, Rish, where were you, man? You're not even a part of this interview. Man, it, it hurts a lot. The fact that you were willing to go and do an interview without me, I don't know. I don't know where the future is going now. No rest for the weary, man. You got to keep up with me. That is true. You are a beast of a man, so I just got to continue pushing. But, you know, on a good side, I did listen to the entire interview that you conducted, and as much as I don't want to say it, you were pretty good. And in fact, the interview was excellent, and it shares a really, really solid advice for Ottawa recruitment. Yeah, well, it's easy when you're talking to someone like Nathan Pichet, who uh, has just got his ideas so dead solid and communicates them really clearly. Um, Nathan is currently a 3L who was hired by Gowlings. He did his second year summer there and will be returning to Gowlings, Ottawa for his articles. Uh, he basically just tells his story uh, right from the beginning of the recruitment process through to the day after he got hired. And uh, man, what does he tell us about? Yeah, he shares some really solid tips for anybody going through the process now, whether it's your application stage, your interview stage. And you know, it's good to hear from people who have gone through it uh, because they can talk about things that maybe surprise them so that you don't get surprised by those things when you're going through the process yourself. Yeah, it, it's really nice to be able to have a bit of a mental picture on how it looks and how it feels when you uh, are going to be in that position. And Nathan definitely gives you that um, inside scoop. Call it an unfair advantage, if you will. <laughs> and one thing we would definitely say is leverage your friends, families, as well as the career development offices uh, by doing mock interviews with them. You would be surprised how helpful these mock interviews can be. All of us think that we know ourselves quite well, but it is a different thing when you're talking about yourself to another individual and trying to do that succinctly because that is where the issue arises. So the more people you talk to, the more questions you can do mock practice on, the better your interview is going to be and the better experience the interviewer on the other side is going to have. So definitely leverage your friends, families, and the career development offices. Yep. Uh, Rishi is delving out dimes here. Pick them up. Take them because you gotta do that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, Rich, you definitely did, and you were successful, and that was definitely a big part of it. And uh, so yeah, I look forward to continuing to learn from Rishi and from people like Nathan Pichet. Exactly, and from Chris, who also did similar uh, acts, as well as uh, listening to the Law School Show, because that's what we try to bring to you on a weekly basis, just some 
general advice, not just from us, but also from uh, people who have done it, gone through it, and look back and kind of shine some light on things they would have done differently, things they really felt worked for them. And just listening to that helps all of us grow as individuals. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Nathan Pichet. Enjoy. Thanks for being here today, Nathan. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's get right into it. So tell me about your cover letter. What structure did you use? How did you make it tight? Certainly. Well, I, uh, for my cover letter, I basically followed the template that Student Services provided on their website and all their workshops. And I would basically tweak it um, uh, based around a few of the messages that I wanted to convey and a couple of highlights I really wanted to draw their attention to. But I would tweak it based on the firm, the position, the types of jobs they had. And in terms of getting it tight, uh, I went to at least two separate sessions with student services to help edit it, as well as having numerous people read it over, give me feedback, give me comments, and just make sure there was no errors or typos or anything like that. So you put some serious amount of hours into that. Which is crucial for the first impression. Yeah, it went through a lot of editing stages. Tell me your resume. A big thing that I tried to get across in my resume was just sort of interesting things that we could talk about. So uh, a big one is that before law school I actually played in a band and we were nominated for a couple of Junos. So I made sure that was front and center and I really tried to emphasize all the um, other things that, and, and skills and, and different tasks that were involved in running the band that weren't just music related. Because I was really trying to emphasize here are interesting things and then in the interviews, I'm really trying to say, and here are how they will make me a good lawyer. So, um, you know, I was involved on the Juno Committee, I'd done some internships, I was involved in a moot, and I'd, you know, run a half marathon the year before. So I made sure all those things were on the resume and that they all tied back to uh, being a lawyer. Did you have an interest section? Yeah, I did. And I basically had everything. Uh, Again, you have to remember, you have to be authentic. Right. And so, you know, I like cooking, so I had cooking, and I had my favorite chef, Jamie Oliver. I had uh, sports, and mentioned that I'd done a, you know, a half marathon, and had done some triathlons the summer before. Um, and then I also had music, because I played in a band. And so I just even listed actually some of my favorite bands that I like listening to. Right. And stuff like that. Conversation starters. Exactly. Uh, what was your application GPA? And if that's too personal, don't give the number, but was it above 70% <laughs> being the curve? Yeah, I was, I was slightly above that, sort of hovering between a B and a B plus. Perfect. Uh, how many firms did you apply to? Uh, I applied to 16. I really tried to focus on the firms I was most interested in, and with all those firms I made a call, I spoke to people, I even did coffee with some of the associates and lawyers. Did you do any interview practice? Yes, I, uh, well let me actually even start before the interview practice. I went to a great presentation by Adam Dodek on the interview process and my favorite thing about it was he gave a ton of questions that often come up in interviews. Adam Dodek is a professor here at the, at the school for those of you who may not be familiar. Yeah, great professor and uh, he's been involved in a ton of interviews and he's hired a ton of people and so I actually remember sitting there and I wrote down every single question that he said I would recommend you prepare. And then I went home, I thought about answers for it, and then I literally practiced with my wife, where she would read me questions, and I would just practice saying them out loud, making sure my thoughts were clear, uh, that I didn't ramble on, and also making sure that, again, it tied back to why this firm was a firm that I was interested in, and why I thought I would be a good lawyer for the firm. You had your 
aim set when it came to how you wanted to present your story to the law firms and how it might dovetail well with what they do? Everything on your resume um, is, you, you should have like basically a story about everything that's there. And whether it's an award, whether it's an extracurricular, whether it's a volunteer, whether it's a class you took, and uh, I basically had a story for everything that was prepared that answered those few questions, like why they should hire me, and why I was interested in that firm, and right. why I thought that I'd be a good lawyer there. So did you put thought and effort into your appearance? I mean, were you thinking consciously about the suit you were wearing, or the tie, did you get a haircut prior, did you feel like those were things that made a difference when it came to either your confidence or the way that you portrayed yourself professionally when walking into those interviews? Um, yeah, like I didn't put a huge conscious effort into it, but yeah. I was talking with one of the recruiters from one of the large firms and she said, you know, at the end of the day, you have to remember as a student that we as a law firm are a business and what we're ultimately looking for is whether or not we will feel comfortable in a couple years with you representing us. Right. And also whether or not we'll feel confident in you going out and getting business for us. So, you know, if I, I, I thought about that, and I thought, well, a big part of that is can I clean up one? First impressions. Yeah, do everything. Uh, because, yeah, you really, uh, the, these interviews are short. you got to remember, they're short. They're making a decision whether or not to put you on to the next round, mm -hmm. and sometimes as short as 20 minutes. So you have to, in that 20 minutes, convince them to bring you back. And a lot of that, in 20 minutes, all you have is a first impression. Would you say 20 minutes was about an average length for your interviews? Um, yeah, the first interviews averaged anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it would be a tour right after, sometimes I'd wait for the tour uh, for a second round. And then often the second interviews were a little bit longer. Um, or they would mix it up. You know, I, I knew some firms that did uh, dinners. Um, I went to one cocktail reception uh, that lasted, I think, an hour and a half. So it was sort of all over the map. But again, those first interviews were generally quite short. Right. And uh, I think it was pretty clear. You, you could get a sense whether it was going well or not, usually um, you know, within the first 10, 15 minutes, I think. Um, before we get into Gowling's specific interviews, sure. um, general vibe from your interviews. Um, and to be clear, how many interviews did you end up getting from your applications? So I applied to 16 firms and I ended up getting four interviews. Okay. And uh, it's interesting, uh, a lot of people have different comments about the interview process. I thought everyone that I dealt with was extremely professional. Mm -hmm. In I'd, I think I had one or two substantive law questions, such oh, really? as, okay. you know, name a, a recent case that you found interesting in the last couple of years. But I'd say 95% of all the questions were like, we just want to get to know you. It was all conversational, it was very personality based, mm -hmm. um, it almost didn't even feel like an interview. I was, it was a lot like this, just talking about stuff. Um, yeah. Some of the interviews, the interviewers ended up talking more than me, because we'd sort of find something in common and it was just like a natural conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, I've heard some people describe it as it's almost like you're dating. Um, and you're sort of speed dating all these firms within yeah. a two week period. And what it really comes down to is like first impressions and just getting to know one another and determining are, am I going to be a good fit for the firm? And then they would all say too, look, we're trying to figure out and we want you to determine if you're a good fit with us. So uh, yeah, it was professional, but uh, a lot of getting to know people very quick. How many stages were there to Gowling's interview process? 
there was two. So two uh, interviews. The first was 20 minutes, and the second, I believe, was a half an hour, and it was followed by a firm tour. Okay. And how many people did you end up meeting with, would you say, at Cowling's in total? Um, I interviewed with five different people, and I think on my firm tour, I probably met another 10 to 15 lawyers. And as well as a number of other Arkland students. Were there any cocktail receptions involved in the Gallings process? No, there were no uh, cocktail receptions with them, but I did go to a cocktail reception at another firm. And what was your approach to navigate that social scene? <laughs> My approach was just to uh, just try to be myself and just mm -hmm. try to talk to people. Um, you know, I, I basically, what I tried to do was just try to have one, sort of once we got to a point where I was speaking with a lawyer or a partner, an associate. Once I sort of felt like we'd had a meaningful dialogue after maybe five to ten minutes, right. I, I would just try to politely excuse myself and meet someone else. Because um, I really, my, my hope was to sort of try to convey a couple points about myself, find out a couple things about them. Because again, it's you're really trying to get to know them as much as they're trying to get mm -hmm. to know you. And just sort of navigate around the room and uh, um, yeah, just do your best. Did you send follow-up emails? Uh, after interviews or after cocktail receptions? I sent uh, follow-up emails to everyone I interviewed with. Mm -hmm. um, and normally I would send it to the group. Uh, so say I interviewed with three people, I would you right. know, I'd send it to all three. It's not like I sent three individual follow-ups. I just send one follow-up uh, to the group. Um, and I think after the cocktail reception, I sent an email to the um, student committee, I think, mm -hmm. um, because I just wanted to thank them for organizing the event. But again, when you're talking to someone for five to ten minutes, I didn't right. really feel I needed to send um, you know, sort of an individual follow-up to thank them for talking to me for five minutes. Okay. Maybe, that was, <laughs> maybe that was something I could have done differently. Well, there's no right or wrong answers. Yeah, right? that's, that's what I did. You have to rely on your instincts. Yeah. Was there ever a point where Gallings asked you expressly or that you felt you needed to convey to Gallings that they were your first choice? And it's interesting, you go to every law firm website, they all look the same. Um, they all say they stand for the same things, but then you get there and you really get a different sense right. of what the firms are like. And I just got a wonderful feeling from, from Gallings. So I had sort of finished all my second interviews and decided that Gallings was my number one choice. and. So I was actually prepared to call them, I think, on the Friday before the weekend mm -hmm. um, and speak with their recruiter and let them know, look, if you are to give me an interview or sort of give me an offer, <laughs> I will say yes. And uh, right before I was about to do that, I actually got a call from them saying, um, from their recruiter saying, we've really enjoyed getting to meet you. Um, we're wondering if there's anyone else you would like to meet with because we really want to give you everything right. you need to make a good decision. So at this point, I, I sort of knew that, uh, I, you know, I had a, I had a good shot. Um, they were obviously interested in me. So I, I just said, uh, you know what, I don't need to speak to anyone else. I've decided that you guys are my number one choice. And they just responded, said, that's awesome news. Uh, we can't say anything more, but right. thank you for letting us know. And good. that was the end of the conversation. In retrospect, two things you would have done differently. Let's start earlier. And I would consider focusing my, my search a bit more narrowly. And what I mean by start earlier is, for some firms, um, you have to provide writing samples, you have to uh, 
uh, provide references, like actual letters that have to be sent to the firm. So right. I didn't have an amazing writing sample that I felt great about. Had I started earlier, I may have, I probably would have gone back and tweaked what I had and made it better. Um, and also with that idea of starting earlier, it's a busy time of year. I was doing a moot at the same time and I had written arguments due, I had a, uh, oral arguments due right the same week of job interviews. So I think I was surprised by how much work it took to get all these packages together and to do the interviews and I wish it would have started earlier. Mm -hmm. The other element is I think it's important to you know call the firms and speak to people and really show that you're interested in the firm. Um, before applying? Before applying. And it's interesting, and I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but at Gowling's, I had sort of through various connections in first year, ended up actually speaking and going for coffees with a number of partners. And then I also knew through school a couple articling students there. So on my cover letter, like, I was able to say, look, due to speaking to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, so as well as your articling students, so-and-so, I think your firm would be a great firm to work at. So you would have done more of that? I would have done more of that. Yeah. Also, I think this ties to my second point is, if you speak to these people and you really get to know the kind of work they do, um, the kind of firm they are, the kind of vibe, I think that could have helped me focus my search. Two most important things that contributed toward getting hired. Being able to answer the why questions, mm -hmm. and that's sort of like the why me and why the firm when it came to the interview as well as um, really trying to just be authentic when I was at the interviews. I think those two things um, probably helped set me apart. Right. And what I mean by the, the why questions <clears throat> is this idea, again, coming back to your resume. Every question on my resume um, had a story that was attached to it. And it was, it was a short story that I could extend depending on how interested people looked but I had a story about why I would be a good lawyer and why I would be a good lawyer at this firm. And it also tied back to why I wanted this job. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is comes down to uh, being authentic. Right at the same time as the Ottawa, Ottawa interviews were happening, the London interviews were, were going on. And also we had the Toronto interviews that happened in the fall. And I spoke to numerous people who were going into interviews in Ottawa saying, I really want to work in Ottawa. And for Ottawa, that's a big deal. A lot of people will get jobs and then will leave to go to the bigger cities mm -hmm. and you know that's a real concern for Ottawa hires. So I knew that a lot of people were going in and said, look, I want to work in Ottawa, but they had already applied to Toronto and didn't get a job and they were also interviewing in London at the same time. Right. So I just said, okay, when I walked in there, I said, yeah, I want to work in Ottawa, here's why. Uh, my wife grew up in a big city, I grew up in a small city, we feel like Ottawa is sort of an in-between and also I didn't send any applications to Toronto. You know, again, when you're sitting down with someone for 30 minutes, if you're not being authentic, they can see through that. And so I really just wanted to emphasize that uh, this is who I am. I hope you like me. I hope you give me a job. But just be very clear and very authentic about who I was and what I could bring. Lots of useful information here today. Um, one final piece of wisdom for anybody in first year who has a prospect of potentially working in Ottawa and going through that recruitment process? What should they be focused on during first year? Um, I think there's a couple things. Uh, the first thing is, is the first step of getting in the door and getting that interview is having a good resume and good grades. Um, I think most recruiters that I talked to right before the process said, we will get an average of three to 400 um, applications and this was at a firm that hired eight people. 
So, you know, you have to hit a certain minimum threshold on right. sort of what's on your resume and what your grades are. So first year, you got to do that. And uh, you got to study, you got to get the best grades you can. And there's tons of tutorials, there's tons of things to help you out in first year. So go to those and take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, as far as your resume goes, I think what's really helpful is to focus on getting what I would call like just a couple big wins. A couple big things that you can talk about. On my resume, um, I have probably three big things that were interesting that stood out and like almost all the questions just focused on those big things. They weren't really interested in the small stuff. Mm -hmm. So for me, I decided I want to be on a mood team. Every interview asked about the mood. I had an interesting extracurricular and some interesting sort of past work experiences. They all asked about that. So I would just say, encourage people to look at their resume as it stands and say, do I have a couple big things? And it can be anything, but do I have a couple big, interesting things that I can talk about that I can use to answer those why questions? Right. And if you don't have them, do Second question, first advice. One final piece of advice for second years, maybe starting their second year and leading up to the Ottawa recruitment process. Um, Where's your focus second year? Where should it be? Well, I think the focus is um, to, to again just start early and and also just to think about what you want to do. And in starting early, I would say go out and have those coffees. Like right. work here sort of work your networks just to meet people and to find out what they do. For example, like I remember sitting down with lawyers and saying, what's business law? Mm -hmm. And they would give me different answers about all the different areas within business law. Like try to find that out before you apply because you might find out that this just is not, you know, an application to this firm or that firm may not be worth it. So, you know, start early, narrow it down. And then I think the other thing is you have to go into it knowing that it, it might not work out and you have to sort of prepare for that. So, you know, sort of have a, almost have a plan B, you know, and just be, and, and what I mean by that is like, sort of just know, look, if it doesn't work out, there's other options out there. So that way you can go into it and not be totally stressed out, not be totally worried about it. Um, because the reality is, is, um, you know, a lot of people won't get jobs, but there's lots of other opportunities out there. And so the more you can go into it and sort of take away the stress and just be yourself, I think the better. How do you feel? Good. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for your time. This is the Law School Show.